Hey guys, I'm super glad you could join me for another episode of Content and Caffeine. I'm really excited about this one because Robert Slaughter has come on to talk to us about audio and voice. Now, audio and voice content is going to be massive if it isn't already. We've already got Amazon, Google and Apple giving us smart speakers in our homes. <laughs> Amazon have actually already released Alexa-enabled microwaves, so that tells you everything you need to know. But this space has only just started to develop and we're really going to see a lot more development in 2019 and 2020. And it's time for brands to start thinking about developing their audio content strategy. And that's exactly what me and Rob talk about in this episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Content and Caffeine. My name is Kaya Ismail, and today I'm joined by Rob Slaughter, the principal of Ripple Effect Advisors, a B2B marketing and sales acceleration firm. Rob has worked with a long list of software vendors, including .CMS, Proof Analytics, Marketo, Eloqua and Oracle uh, and today Rob and I are talking about the growing role of voice in content marketing. Rob, welcome to Content and Caffeine. Kaya, thank you so much. Thanks for having me and uh, I couldn't be happier to talk about two of my favorite things in the world. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Coffee and content. So yeah, thanks for having me. Mine too, mine too. So my first <laughs> question, no problem by the way, my first question to you is always going to be an easy one on this show. It's what is your favorite caffeinated drink? And where in the world is your favorite place to drink it? Yeah, yeah. Well, by far coffee. Uh, so, yeah. and and I and you know I've had an evolution of of, of my coffee uh, experience as well, where um, I, I now am a little bit of a coffee snob, not as much as the uh, new American type of coffee houses where it takes a laboratory set to brew right. your coffee in front of you, but. Um, you know, I like a strong cup of coffee, you know, as Tom Waits said, you know, I want my coffee to be strong enough to defend itself. So <laughs> yeah. I am a, uh, French roast, Italian roast man. Okay. Um, but I tell you what, my, my favorite little coffee house or cafe I've ever been into, because I much prefer diners, a U.S. diner, right. uh, atmosphere, but there's a little place in, uh, Paris near the Louvre, uh, that's Cafe Verlet. And okay. uh, I tell you what, they've, they've got one of the best French presses I've ever had in my life. Brilliant. Excellent. That's a really good tip. So hopefully whenever I'm there <laughs> next, I'll, I'll try and stop by. So let me press you just one more time on that. Is that, is that black coffee? Do you like it with a splash of milk, a latte, or is it just straight up black? Straight up. Yeah? High test, straight okay. up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. So let's jump into the real stuff here. So today we're talking about voice. Um, we're talking about how content is going beyond the page with voice. So what does that concept mean to you? Uh, and how is content evolving through voice and, and why should brands care? Well, they should really care. Um, I mean, I think that, you know, just recently I was reading something that uh, by 2020, um, uh, more, uh, it, more search traffic is going to be generated through voice than through, you know, of course, typing it in through the browser. So, you know, it's interesting how comfortable we've become so quickly with uh, voice assistance. Uh, you see it everywhere. But I tell people all the time, you know, this is really, you know, we're back at 1997, 1999, if you will, when, you know, people were saying, hey, check out this internet. You know, and marketers had no clue how they were going to monetize this or right. what that meant to them when it was actually getting out their, their storytelling and their content to this new channel, if you will. And I think that's exactly where we are right now. You know, once again, we're at its infancy. Uh, we haven't even seen or we can't even comprehend what's going to happen over the next five years with voice. But right now is the time to start preparing. Smart brands know this is the future. Smart brands know 
that they have to create and lay their foundation at this present time in order to stay one step ahead of the uh, of the the competition, if you will. And I really think that you know, um, you, you think about what what this means for everybody. At least what it means for me. You know, yeah, I have an Alexa at home. That's what we use. And for me, it's about time. You know, uh, that that's the gift of Alexa, giving me back Definitely. some time. Definitely. You know, I can wake up in the morning. I can check the weather. I can check my calendar. I can book a flight. I travel quite a bit. I can book a flight, my hotel, in under 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's something that would have taken me hours before this. For and sure. that gift, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't say to myself, that's great, you know? But what I say is that gave me back an hour of my time. And that's the true experience that these things, that, that, that voice is, is, is giving um, to the consumer right now. But like I said, we're, we're so early into this, Kaya. Um, the possibilities are endless. You know, once again, the technology is just now coming out. And it's what are we going to do with the technology? How are we going to take this technology and how are we going to leverage it to better these experiences that we have, not only with brands, but just our day-to-day our, our -day functions and our day-to-day -day tasks? Yeah, for sure. I 100% agree with you. And I like the fact that you brought up time. Uh, I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk that said, um, when he was talking about Uber one time on stage, he, he was saying how he come to a realization maybe a year after Uber actually started, um, you know, changing our lives, so to speak, that Uber is actually selling time. They're not right. actually selling <clears throat> transportation. They're selling right. time. They're saving people the time of, you know, going out there in the rain and hailing a cab. Um, and, you know, also rummaging through their wallet at the end of the journey to, to pay that that cab driver. They're giving people time and convenience. And I think that's exactly what um, Voice is doing for us um, in in the form of Alexa, Alexa Skills, you know, Google Home, yeah. Apple's, Apple's HomePod as well. So what I'll ask you next is how is, you know, I mean, you've already touched on it, but how is that manifesting itself in the market right now? Uh, we've got Alexa, obviously, we've got the Echo. Uh, I've got an Echo as well. I think most people... Uh, or a lot of people anyway are starting to um, to buy these devices. But how how else is it happening? I mean, voice search optimization is another way we can go with this. But I'll, I'll let you take I'll let you take over from here. Yeah, I mean exactly. I mean, getting back to what you said about time, I think that's really the driving factor. And it's you know for for consumers, it's subconscious. For marketers, it needs to be front and center because that's really what we're we're trying to you know. Uh, that's what the experience is that we're trying to give, give them. And getting back to you know um, Amazon, um, here in the United States with Amazon Prime, there was a big to do. They were raising it twenty dollars, you know, and yeah. and people were saying like you know, ask me point blank, well, are you going to cancel your Prime membership? And I was like, for twenty dollars, do you do you understand yeah. the convenience that Prime gives me and my family yeah. with you know from uh, from content, from movies, from books. To uh, the Alexa, to um, uh, deliver free deliveries, to the grocery service. I said they could triple that. You know, put yeah. it up to three, four hundred dollars. I'm still going to keep it because the convenience of time and giving me back that time is it, it far outweighs any price at that point. For but sure. getting back to that question, though, Kaya, it's yeah. I mean, it, it, what these these skills, like you said. Yeah. And and people laugh at them right now because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, they're trivia games and stuff like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true because we're feeling this thing out right now. The 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 skills are, are sophomoric at best right now. 
But yeah. what people are going to do, and there's smart, smart people out there, you know, so for, for all of you out there, there's some smart marketers out there and they're going to, and these they're skills, they're out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somewhere, somewhere and uh, pre- present company excluded, right, Kaya? But, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to come up with the better and better skills that are going to make your life not just easier, but, you know, once again, giving you back that gift of time that's, you know, that, that, that is subconscious. You're not even going to know it, but you're going to remember who gave you that gift at the end of the day, because that is the experience. You know, we, people don't really trust or remember what they've been told, you know, or, you know, what, what, what they've read, but what they're going to remember is the experience at the end of the day. Did I have a good experience or did I have a bad experience? And that's how we make our decisions on who we're going to continue to do business with, who we're going to continue to um, engage with uh, and, and buy from. It's all about the experience. And I really think that's where the, the beauty of voice uh, is going to take us because, you know, you look at what, you know, what Amazon and the technology they're doing, and, and you and I have had this conversation about where it's going to be voice to code. You know, they're really yeah. going to take that complexity out. And you hear what Google's doing right now about voice recognition. These are very, very sophisticated organizations. These are very, they have very smart engineers. And think about the connection and the play that's going to happen between voice. And we all make fun right now of, of um, you know, um, uh, AR, VR right now. But yeah. Guess what? Google just made a huge announcement that they're 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 ramping that one back up again because of how nicely voice is going to play into it. For sure, for sure, yeah. And 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 I'll touch on again on um on sort of voice search optimization as well. I think you sort of covered everything else to do mm-hmm. with voice, but with voice search optimization, uh, it's another way for marketers to um. Well, basically, what's happening is that brands are now building pages specifically to rank highly when when their target audience executes a voice uh, voice activated search. So yeah, for spot example, on, Kaya. That's, yeah, that's so, the most important thing in phase one is voice for optimization sure. for search. For There's sure. no question that that's it because, you know, really what we want to do with voice right now is even though we're doing voice activated search, we're still driving you to a, a, a web presence or a mobile presence or, or something, some type of screen presence, you know, for that visual. But without that initial optimization for the voice search, you're not going to get them there. And that's where everybody's rushing towards. But that's only phase one. You know, phase two is, you know, going to be much more comprehensive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, phase two is obviously getting into the, the you know, the voice only experience where we're not actually, that's doing, right. we're, we're not actually taking them to a website that the entire experience is, you know, a conversation between myself and my Echo, for example, or myself yep. and my, my HomePod. Um, and like you said, that's coming. And, you know, you, you, you made the observation that right now, Alexa skills are very primitive and it's just trivia games and it's not, you know, there's not too much substance there, but that's how apps started out, right? That's how that's websites exactly started right. out. You yeah. Know, when these, when this technology first arrives on the scene, it is, it is a bit trivial. It is a bit, you know, primitive yeah. uh, until we figure out exactly the best way to use these things and the best way to optimize these things for the consumer. Yep. So with that being said, um, other than Amazon, who are already using Echo to, um, you know, take on take orders uh, and, and process orders and you know complete the entire transaction through voice are there any other brands out there major brands who are already taking this leap to push their content outside of just their websites and apps 
Well, I think that once again, you're seeing it with the major brands. I mean, you're, yeah. you're seeing it with organizations that, you know, are, you know, Fortune 1000 and above here in the United States. You're seeing experiential uh, marketing uh, agencies that are involved that are really kind of pushing this onto the brands. And, you know, you saw that, yeah, I think you saw most of it here, at least in the United States, uh, great examples of all this are, you know, what we call American football here in, in, in our U.S. Super Bowl, where right. voice uh, played a, a prominent role in a lot of the, adver you know, advertising that happened during that Super Bowl, where the, the uh, ad was only one part of the overall brand ad experience that included a, a voice portion as well. But, you know, once again, you know, it, it's being driven by the big brands. Uh, it, this is this is something that you know. I think that a lot of, of, of course, uh, you know, SMBs and mid markets, they're scratching their heads and they're trying to figure out, you know, is this important for us? Is this something yeah. that matters? Absolutely, yes, it matters. You know, but they're trying to figure out how do they 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 dip their toe in the water and how do they optimize this? And what I always say to everybody is, is that now, now's the time to prepare. Now is the time to start thinking. Even though the technology is going to improve exponentially with voice recognition, what you have to think about right now is really the, the content piece. And, you know, from a technology perspective, okay, so how am I going to be able to deliver content in the future? How am I going to future-proof my content delivery? Right. Let's, let's park content and just how important quality content is for a while. And let's just talk about the delivery mechanism, Okay. And that's where smart organizations now are trying to think through this. How am I going to ensure that I can deliver content to um, Alexa or Google Voice or the screen or whatever may come next? And that's where I think that, you know, you're seeing a transformation in the CMS space where yeah. I joke here and all the time because I grew up in CMS and marketing automation here in the United States. I grew up around that technology. But really, CMS is kind of, uh, I wouldn't say a dirty word, but for millennials, they will look at me and say, oh, so you're about a 100-year-old uh, person <laughs> yeah. talking about CMS. Yeah. But the, the, the big thing now is, of course, is headless. You know, and, and really, that's, that's the way that you can future-proof your, your delivery mechanism. Smart organizations now need to figure out what technology is going to give me those capabilities that I can deliver my content now, tomorrow, and in the future, the best way possible, and that and that's what headless or content as a service is going to allow these these um, these brands. And it's a technology that you know can be purchased all the way down to you know small SMBs as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, would you say that you know making that move um, to a headless CMS or a headless uh, DXP digital experience platform or whatever whatever sort of buzzword the the software vendor is using to describe that's itself? Right. It, is, do you think that's a first step for a brand looking to diversify the way it delivers content? You know, a brand says, hey, okay, we've got we've got our blog, we've got our website, we've got an app, uh, but I can see, you know, we, we're moving into the IoT era here. We've got Alexa, we've got Alexa on one side, we've got um, Google Home here, we've got smart screens out on the streets now. Um, I think London um, bus stops will very soon have, you know, uh, smart screens, which are... Yeah have dynamic content and I'm sure I'm sure London's not going to be the only city with that and I'm sure there's other cities in the world that already have that so brands are now thinking you know we're moving into this new space a new era where the consumer doesn't just interact with us on 
websites and on apps and on social media, they want to interact with us in their living rooms, in their kitchens, in their bathrooms, yes. with a device on their wrist, uh, when they're about to catch the bus, when they're at the airport. So I need to deliver my content everywhere. Yep. And as you say, headless or headless or decoupled, I won't go to too technical now, um, CMS or DXP helps them do that. So yep. would you say that's the first step uh, to move away from like a legacy platform that doesn't have, um, you know, API driven headless content management um, built in is a first step to move towards a platform that does. Yeah, I, I would say it would be a, uh, a close, uh, it would be a second step closely aligned to the first. And the first step is, is taking, it's gut check time for people yeah. around content. And, and what I mean by that is, is that the world we live in right now, we are, we're flooded with content. This uh, content marketing strategy that, you know, roughly came about about 10 years ago has been taken to a ridiculous level by marketers. It has all been quantity and not quality, in my opinion. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I always like to say, you know, it, you 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 give you give marketers an idea and some they'll run with it, but sometimes run with it to you know an extreme, and that's what we've seen. And um, uh, there's there's just there's just too much white noise out there. So my very first recommendation to anybody that wants to deliver their message, their content to to any device, one sit down and take a look, a hard look at what you're doing around producing content and the quality level of it. How do you produce content? Okay. Uh, and then as soon as that has happened, then you're absolutely right. You know, very closely aligned is let's take a look at how will we deliver that. And that would be by moving into a, a headless, a, you know, a de decoupled CMS. That's the, but the two are so closely aligned. If you forget step one, all the technology in the world is not going to do crap for you. You know, you might as well just just keep, you know, just keep spamming people and just, you know, just use, uh, yeah. you know, uh, a, a, an email service provider. And, you know, here in the United States, we can still do this. You folks on the 25th yeah. won't be able to do this. Exactly. But here in the States, exactly. you know, we can just crush you to death with emails. And, and a lot of marketers 100%. are still going to do it, you know, still going to keep doing oh, that yeah, because they, they play that numbers game. Definitely. And yeah, as you, as you say, the, the mention there of uh, May 25th, which is in what just uh, from today's recording date, it's three, three days away. Um, <laughs> GDPR, of course, that's going to stop uh, European companies or, or any company with any European contacts, um, you know, contacting them in an unsolicited way. Um, but of course, uh, the guys in America or anybody dealing with American or non-EU uh, data subjects can can still do that. So um, <laughs> we'll have to tread carefully, marketers. But um <laughs> Yeah, I think you made some fantastic points there. Um, so uh, to summarize what you said, brands should first and foremost check their content strategy, uh, yes. understand the content strategy, and yes. refine it down to a T, and make sure it's yep. you know content being the content being um, produced is useful content, it's sustainable uh, to produce on a long term basis, and then after that they should start thinking about delivery. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and if I could add one thing to that too. Yeah. You're spot on. You know, is it useful content? Is it is it useful? Is it helpful? Is it you know? But more than anything, does it resonate? And I think what we lose track of a lot, and especially in B two B marketing, the world that you know that you and I live in, is that we we've shied away from trying to form emotional connections with buyers. We think that there are these uh, you know these robots that are making decisions completely off these facts and these sets of facts and everything like that. Nothing could be further from the truth. You know, I like to say that every, every, every decision, even in B2B, is driven by fear. 
you know, fear of making the wrong decision, fear of my competition getting ahead of me. But those that that's based in an emotion, you know. And and the I think that what we need to get back to in B two B marketing is taking content and, and and developing content, and that's a gift. But developing content that that resonates, that engages, and forms an emotional connection with the people that we're trying to communicate with. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. That's fantastic. So, Rob, is there anything else you think the audience ought to know on this topic, or do you think we've we've covered the basics here? Well, I'd like just to leave you know with, with you know with, with this conversation with now is the time to prepare. You know, they always say when's when when's the best time to plant you know, you know when when's the best time to plant a tree and it's today. Do it now. Start investigating, even if you don't think that you have a strategy or this doesn't you know it doesn't fit your business model. It will. And now is the time to start developing your foundation and re retooling and rebuilding your content foundation and your content strategy moving forward. Excellent. The best date, the best time to plant a tree is today. I love that. That's yep. very, it's very cool. Okay, so let's move on to the the quick fire round, which is my which is my favorite uh, part of this uh, entire <laughs> show. So um, let's start off with what's your favorite social media platform today and why? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I make fun of them. I love them. I make fun of them. I love them. I, I'm a curator at heart. So, I mean, it's, it, that's what I use my, my social media channels for. I have a very uh, uh, developed LinkedIn um, community. Um, I use Twitter because, you know, that's, that's how I, I curate my, 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 a lot of my content. But I'll tell you one, and you're going to laugh, that um, I, I, I just recently have rediscovered is uh, Pinterest uh, okay. because I am such a, a, a curator and I've really gotten back into um, uh, visual is something that's really kind of um, uh, I've, I've rediscovered. And so I, I've been spending a lot of time, con- you know, curating visual content right now. And that's, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I really yeah. didn't expect um, many B2B marketers to, to, to bring up Pinterest. So that's right. fantastic. That is fantastic. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So second question is, uh, whose content are you consuming the most right now? Yeah. Great question. You know, I think that we all, we're just flooded with self-proclaimed thought leaders all the time, you know, and it's hard to kind of wade through and find out who's relevant. You know, I like to, I always say like, you know, who, who has, you know, walked the talk, that's who I'm going to read. I'm not going to just listen to, you know, a bunch of people telling me how to get rich quick and, how social is going to 10x, you know, my results and everything like that. So for me, you know, I always like to go back to the basics and, you know, you can't do better than going back to like Peter Drucker and, and always, you know, getting that slap in the face, you know, right. of, of getting back to the basics. Uh, I, I read Tom Peters quite a bit, you know, once again, a very back to basics, you know, how, how to get stuff done, um, you know, uh, uh, culture eat strategy for, you know, for breakfast all the time. Um, I love Malcolm Gladwell. You know, I listen okay. to his revisionist history podcast all the time. I love the way he reframes things. And, and I know that's kind of uh, become an overused term, but, you know, it's definitely something that marketers need to get better at is taking present situations and looking at it from different angles and figuring out different solutions to, to, to issues and problems. And, um, 
Yeah, and then you know, listen, I, I, I like like everybody else, I'm, I'm freaking addicted to Gary V. I can't get enough. Of the <laughs> yeah, guy, you know, <laughs> I think we all, I think we all are. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, yeah. uh, but you know, you can't get carried away with Gary because you can't, let's you let's, can't. let's let's all admit Gary's got a pretty sweet life, and you know, <laughs> yeah. so, sometimes I, I he may not be able to. Uh, understand what you and I are, are going through day in and of day course. out in the trenches, you know? Of course, of course. <laughs> He's got, I mean, I'm running this podcast right now, but if I was Gary V, I'd have like 10 guys either side of me making sure the sound is great and my well, he, hair looks you know, good you, you know he's got five guys following him around yeah 24 7 i mean he's got crazy, a whole crew right? yeah exactly it's crazy yeah. it's amazing it's, it's it's a dream and you know he's worked hard for it but hey we'll, we'll have oh, it absolutely we'll have it. yeah we'll have it. T- but here's the thing and and let me get back to what i said earlier I, 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 I may make fun of Gary because of his, you know, his, his, the character that Gary may be. But yeah. the one most important thing about Gary is Gary's done it. Gary is, has created businesses. He runs yeah. businesses. And that's the difference between all the rest of the folks that you see on LinkedIn and Twitter that are, you know, just telling you how to do things, but they've never done them themselves. You know, all they yeah. are is a talking head. And that's who people need to stay away from, these talking heads that have never done the things they speak of. Be wary of someone that's telling you you can be a millionaire. That's the person you need to run from. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you 100%. 100%. So third and final question for this quick fire round is, what is the most helpful piece of advice you can give to a company that wants to start producing content that makes an impact? Go back and read the classics, something that I do from time to time. You know, Right now, I'm rereading Dickens. Um, And the reason I'm rereading Dickens is because there's a lot going on in the United States from a political and a socioeconomic perspective that Dickens spoke to uh, 150 years ago, you know, so um, and I told this to somebody I I was on a LinkedIn uh, group chat where a couple thousand um, uh, replies and it was a lot of young, young B2B marketers and a lot of SDRs that were talking about and for, excuse me, for SDRs here in the United States, sales development representatives. Right. It tends to be a role by a very green or very young uh, person right out of university or, or college. And they were asking, you know, how do I get more engagement with people I'm talking to? And I told them, read the classics, you know, uh, expand, you know, learn, you know, develop a business acumen. But the classics are going to allow you to open your mind up and, and, and um, you know, um, understand other perspectives. And so for a content marketer, nothing can be more important. I've been very fortunate to work with uh, a couple great copywriters. I am not a great copywriter. I understand um, and, and, and um, value copywriting. And the one thing they all shared was a love of the classics, and they read constantly. That's how you develop great content marketing. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Rob, what is the best way for people to find you online? Yeah. Uh, thanks for asking, Kaya. So uh, if you know myself personally or anybody on my staff or my team can ever help, you can reach out to us directly. We're rippleeffectadvisors.io. That's the name of our website. And you can get in touch with me at jrs at rippleeffect.io advisors.io we'd be happy to answer and listen this is you know just you know any advice you know it it, no strings attached just reach out and if we can ever strike up a conversation that's what it's all about you you know my philosophy is i I will you know i'll talk to anybody i have a conversation with anybody you never know where they're going to lead and 
you know, if we can be helpful. Great. Uh, Rob, you've been fantastic. Uh, you've given some, some amazing insights uh, into voice specifically. So uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Well, th- Kaya, thanks for having me. I really, it's a real, real pleasure. And I really appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, what you're doing here and extending, you know, your audience to me so I could, you know, uh, pop, you know, uh, spout off a little bit today. So I really do appreciate it. <laughs> no problem at all. Thank you again for coming on. Thanks, Kai. I appreciate it. Guys, thank you for listening to Content and Caffeine. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to share it with your friends and your colleagues. And please remember to rate and review us on iTunes or whichever app you're listening to us on. If you're looking for show notes, head over to wordify.co forward slash podcast. And I'll see you again next week.